1: From the 6th and Peabody Studio and across the OutKick Network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski.
3: Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 Wednesday edition across the OutKick Network. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. with Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, the entire staff and crew from OutKick making it happen both here and back at 6th and Peabody with e hop Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine in Nashville. Gentlemen, a jam-packed show. John Sally is about to sit down with us in a matter of minutes. Uh, could be seconds from now. Looking forward to that chat and much more. Later in today's show, projected top five pick Kayvon Thibodeau Uh, Pass rusher from Oregon will be with us as well, and in between, loaded with interviews.
0: Jake Plummer, Marlon Humphrey, oh gosh, uh, Anthony Munoz, Michael Munoz, we've got a loaded lineup for you today. So uh, it's going to be hectic, Uh, and it gets hectic right off the bat because we have a very large man walking our way right now.
3: John Sally's about to sit down, Paul. Here he is. Yeah, here he comes, right in front of the cameras. <laughs> the, get, great, get, 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 get. the great John Sally sitting down with us. Uh, this man clearly program.
0: understands television. He
3: yeah, knows it very right. well. He knows, the,
0: knows where the camera is. Uh,
3: John Sally wearing the crypto shirt as well. You mean my own which, crypto show? Which we do not <laughs> under. We, we don't understand crypto, John. You're going to yeah, have to educate that, us.
2: So this is the real deal. This is the reason I even do on a show called John Sally Crypto Show. So it's going to be on johnsallycrypto.com. I couldn't understand it. And I realized that if we didn't we were going to we were all going to, you know, perish. So I'm doing a show <laughs> that literally asks the questions. I explained it the best way I can. And I'm making my show an NFT, which means. No. You guys doing this uh, show. Yeah, well, you're you're going to uh, two things we don't yeah, understand right. on this I, show. I, I so can explain both I, to I us. Can't NFT handle and crypto. both. John,
4: I got to get <laughs> so one be before I can move on to the other okay, one. Okay,
2: so this is the deal. An NFT is this, just think about this. The NFT is a show. So my NFT is the first time you're going to be able to get my show, my podcast as an NFT, meaning you can buy one time and you can listen to my podcast forever. And you go, oh, just like, no, YouTube makes the money when you put it on YouTube. Now I make the money. So everything is direct from me to my audience. If you want to see or deal anything with me, you have to come to me to see me. As opposed to right now, if you put John Sally in Google, you know, you'll see porn, you'll see... I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they got rid of that. No. (laughs) No, but you'll see a ton of things. I'm making it where I'm a photographer as a hobby. I'm now going to take my photography as opposed to making a book and saying, this is all the pictures I've taken in the past 30 years. You now can see it, but... On my, on my terms, I, it's gonna be digitized. And the reason I'm doing the show is I'm interviewing people to explain it. I'm gonna be like Larry King. I'm gonna ask a question and say, what say you? And then get other questions about it. So I'm kind of educating, educating myself and kind of destigmatizing uh, this whole cannabis. I mean, does <laughs> the cannabis? Oh, is <laughs> must, that the next one? to be smoke time. <laughs> no. uh, this whole crypto mentality. Well, John we look Sally, forward to digging into that. Four-time
3: yeah. NBA champion uh, with us on Outkick 360. Um, how much do you miss Best Damn Sports Show? Oh,
2: I, Listen, I, w- I hope John Entz, who was our executive producer, is listening. I used to say, this is the greatest job I've ever had. By year two, he said, are you saying that just to clown us? I said, John, you're going to see I'm not lying. I saw him. He was like, you're right. It was the, I, I, went to, I got to work at one. They wanted us there as one. You know, I'm a black guy from Brooklyn, so I was 105. I get in, <laughs> and and then we start filming, and I was in the car at five, and we literally could make fun of sport, which is like you know something breaking news. There's no breaking news in sports. It was cutting
0: edge at the time. It was
2: the one yeah. of a kind. It was the first it's show to do anything like that. Tiger Woods didn't want to come on because Tom Arnold made a joke about him. I mean, it was like, so? Now everybody makes a joke about yes. it. Yes. But we were literally trying to cross that. You know, it's entertainment, be entertained. And for 10 years, we were five years ahead of ourselves. So we, we should have won a bunch of Emmys, but there was a guy named Charles Barkley in the way. <laughs> um, but I, I miss those guys. I, watch, I listen to Chris Rose on NFL Network, just to, you know, I miss his voice. And, and you know, i Michael Irvin. You know, I still get a whole bunch of that in there. And I used to be like, English, English. I love that. uh, I miss those guys, and I miss the fact that we had so much fun doing it and being first at it. Are you shocked that more athletes don't have a better
0: sense of humor? Because I I watch the ESPYs. It's the most uncomfortable monologue ever when a comedian goes after the athletes and they sit there offended. Most of the time when they're not laughing about the joke, it's very, very awkward. And they don't even want to laugh about a joke about anyone
2: else either, not just themselves. I got punched in the stomach by Charles Oakley because I was making a joke. Like, these guys never, ever, I'm going to sue them, so I had to make sure. (laughs) 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 If I can find my ribs, I'm going to sue (laughs) them. But, like, guys literally take it too serious. And was the deal. I took the game very serious. My teammates will tell you I'm a jokester or whatever when it's time to play. But... When it's, time, when it's over, it's over. There's funny in everything. And and these cats that don't have a sense of humor, you know what? Um, they're not good people to be around either. So the ones who sit around and believe and think everything got to be rah-rah, not supposed to be that way. Are you, are
0: you going to mourn the L.A. Forum when it's torn down here soon?
2: <sighs> I miss the Forum. Let me tell you, I got in the Forum the first time to play, and I smelled... Uh, popcorn and Elephants. I thought, I was saying, what is that? <laughs> I asked, I said, what's that smell? I said, oh, the circus was is here. No, but it's popcorn. Oh, yeah, popcorn and elephants. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful place. I got to see Prince there. When he performed, I got to uh, literally lose a game with magic turned on all the lights. You know what? They used to turn on that lights and stop playing that music. Um, I love L.A. As soon as that music came on, I go, oh, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. <laughs> so I got to live. Um, literally being in there in the Coliseum—that's the way it felt like I was in Rome. It even looks like it. Yeah, I'm going to miss it. Definitely. I
4: had no memory of this, but going back over your career, this brief time you spent in Greece—oh yeah—sounded like it was not an enjoyable time. For it me.
2: wasn't enjoyable because the coach <laughs> literally said that um, Tony Kukos was better than Michael Jordan. So I knew there was drugs somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, you know, Marcos, who was Michael Jordan's coach, he was very serious. He, 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 I think Tony was one of the greatest players ever. The problem is he had to play on the Bulls with Mike on those guys at that time. If, if they would have let Tony come into the league without all the drama, he would've, it would have been one of the best marriages ever. Uh, But, yeah, I paid for Panathonekos in Athens. I even say it properly. And I had to get out. I had to literally escape. And uh, I wish I didn't. I I loved the experience. I just didn't like the coach thought I should practice twice a day um, and not smoke cigars. I know it sounds crazy, but they would put all the players on one team, on one bench. We all had to eat together. And I don't think I've ever had dinner with my teammates in my whole life. But now in Greece, i got to sit like I'm in college. And then the coaches sit on this table, and they're smoking cigarettes and drinking wine. So I get wine, and I pull out my cigars. and John, come you can't <laughs> smoke in front of the players. I'm not smoking in front of the players. I'm smoking in front of grown men. <laughs> and they were like, you can't do that. And they gave me curfew. I was like, I own children. <laughs> I, I, you can't give I a man that a owns children. It's not going to happen. And so I had to leave. Six weeks, best time in in Greece ever. (laughs) I I believe the NBA today needs a villain, Uh, needs a a, a super
0: villain team like the bad boys Pistons were back in the day. Do you feel like that would help the league if it happened? And would it be even close to allowed or would you have so many guys
2: suspended that you couldn't field a team? Well, the NBA on purpose, the NBA, the bad boys literally made most of the rules we have now in the NFL, NBA. And the deal is, the the NBA is different. Um, these players are worth, you know, billions of dollars. Um, insubordination, yelling at the ref, going back at it doesn't play well in China. So since China, that's our number one market, we're gonna play it to that point. Being tough, being whatever, no bully ball is out. We used to play. and I found this out, because I was young. The reason they played so rough and tough because they were tired from hanging out the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easier, it's easier to elbow you and get in a fight <laughs> and act run. like I got to cool down. <laughs> Man, think ref threw me out the game. Where's the locker room? <laughs> I got to go to sleep. <laughs> so I didn't know that that's really what the guys were leaving for. I, I remember I was playing um, um, Marcus Johnson. Was that his name? Maurice Lucas. And I put my hand on him, and he chopped my hand away. And I looked at him like he was crazy. He put your hand on me again. I'm going to break it. I'm thinking, oh, this old dude. I put my hand on He was trying to break my wrist. And I looked at him. He said, I'm going to break your wrist if you touch me again. And I'm looking at him going, he's not stable. Like
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brother, I don't know you. I just got here. The game just started. <laughs> Somebody called his wife or whatever. But, yeah, we had guys who had some mental situations. And I'm not making joke of mental illness. So anybody out there, you guys don't get in trouble. I'm making jokes of him and his mental illness. John <laughs> Sally, our guest. I feel like yeah. it was so
0: much more fun though in your era. When you read yeah. books about that time, you were with the reporters
2: on the road. Yeah, the I mean reporters it was just it friends. was all together. You were just one big happy group. Yeah. Yeah, and we and and you had guys who you can trust and then you had the ro- the reporters who worked for the general mo- general uh, general manager. Yeah, And that's how you about. found out. Remember everything was told to the reporter the night before and you open the paper in the morning and you find out how your life is. Now with social media, you know, they call you from TMZ and go, "You want to make a statement?" Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson just died in your living room. You know, anything yeah. just happened. But it was it was to me much more fun because it was a build-up. You didn't have to binge watch. It was a build-up to it.
3: Alkalinewaterco.com. That's right. Alkaline88. Uh, Alkaline88, 88. Alkaline 88, which you brought with you. Um, this is Shaq's company?
2: Yes, this is Shaq's company, and I work for Shaquille, as I always have. <laughs> 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 when I was a lake, I worked for Shaq. Shaq, Shaq, Sa- rebound. Shaq, Sa- grab that bag. Now, literally, I, uh, I worked. Uh, my boy Chris Visser called me and said, you know, Shaq has this company, and it's sponsoring the Snoop League. And it's sponsoring the um, Wounded Warriors game against the NFL alumnus. And we're going to need you to, you know, come down, hang out, this, this, this. Uh, would you do Radio Row? And I go, yeah. And the fact is I'm a, I'm a vegan, and one of the first things I always talk about is make sure you've got your water intake. And this is a really good water. So I didn't have to do anything that I wouldn't want to do. So I'm, I'm happy to be here with you guys. This is the best look, too. I'm still in the, I'm still in the lamps um don't worry about it can you can you make those a little brighter that's very white those, those <laughs> lights are very 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 white i feel like i feel like a criminal right now <laughs> you want me to turn sideways <laughs> look for not that i've done it before you want to see white look so how it makes is. us look yeah, in these I lights <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're ghosts right be, now try being bald so, yeah, I,
4: I, 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 white and bald
2: i know black and bald is is, is, is like it even gets crazier <laughs>
3: Uh, be John Sally on yes. Twitter is where you can follow him.
4: <laughs> Learn all uh, about crypto. We're going to right. do this. John right. Step Sally by correct. step. Crypto.com. I hope Check the episodes are Should've short, seen. John, because huh? I'm scared.
2: Oh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm afraid. You know what? The amount of money you spend at a, um, at a golf course, you should be invested in crypto. Then you can own a golf course like Michael Jordan. All see right. how we brought that back around? Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to wear.
4: Full circle. Uh, Not I, like I need the number, so if that doesn't like pan control. out, I could call you with my complaint.
2: Buy <laughs> Bitcoin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. Thanks a lot. Right. John Sally's been awesome with right, us on Outkick 360. We appreciate it, John. Definitely. Coming up, uh, some news with the NFL will tell you the next country, they're going to play a regular season game. And uh, some, some other guests lined up as well uh, with Anthony and Michael Munoz, Jake Plummer, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, Dr. David Chow has been walking around. I'm sure we'll chat with him. Kayvon Thibodeau and much more. Uh, Headed your way. Outkick 360 rolls on from the Super Bowl.
1: What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Coming up in 10 minutes, Pro Football Hall
3: of Famer Anthony Munoz will be with us. Bengals legend Anthony Munoz. Bengals and Rams this Sunday in Super Bowl 56. Looking forward to that chat and all of our guests. We've got Jake Plummer, Jake the Snake Plummer. Uh, joining us live at the uh, three o'clock central four o'clock eastern looking forward to that discussion Uh, marlon humphrey a cornerback from the baltimore ravens will be with us today Uh, plus Kayvon thibodeau who is expected to be a top five pick in the upcoming nfl draft maybe number one he's from la played at oregon um speaking of nfts and crypto this this guy's already done that too and he's uh he's partnering with phil knight on that so we'll a lot to discuss with, with Kayvon, KT, that's coming John, up in our number two. John Sally
4: was the perfect guy for us. I mean, we've had conversations in all these car rides that Chad is loving, the, the car time that we're spending oh, in LA. Gosh,
3: way
0: yeah. too much time in a but car.
4: But we've talked a lot about crypto uh, and our lack, of, <laughs> our lack of knowledge about crypto. So we're going to be tuning into that podcast and uh, Absolutely. quizzing each other and learning.
0: You know, I've learned on this we we trip that the, the, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy most of the time, but the one thing that can put me in an extremely sour mood is having to ride too far in an Uber in traffic.
4: And everything in L.A. is or, too far.
0: Or with a bad driver like we had yesterday when we left this facility.
4: Our voyage from here back to our hotel, which is not very far yesterday, was like a New York City cab ride in terms of lane changes and uh, gas and brake alternates. Well, uh, also, uh, you were very ill was, when we got to the, was the hotel. It was sold
0: as a Lyft XL. And then she <laughs> had so much junk in the-, in the front seat, I opened the door, and trash comes out of her car. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Trash fell out. I had to pick up and put back in. She says, you can't sit up here. And I almost said, well, you can't sell it as an XL when we're all three sitting in a back seat. That's the point of the XL ride. It, it was awful start to finish. I'm glad that was over. Glad John Sally joined us, by the way. That it's guy terrific. is uh, terrific. And you mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau. I am waiting for Oregon to become a big-time player in NIL with Phil Knight and Nike. When do they yeah. decide, let's go get a five-star quarterback, let's get a couple pass rushers, not go – you don't even have to go crazy. Let's just pay seven guys on football $3 million a year to make sure that we're getting some top-notch recruits. Nike really – they've done some things, but in the NIL game, they haven't gone all in yet. So when does – when does Phil Knight start funneling money to it's Oregon? interesting because... But, but it's also a balance there, Hutton, right? Because they have so many Nike brands. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of other schools that want some of that money for their athletes also. We had
3: yeah, a they new have a
4: coach it. coming in. They're just, just starting in a lot of ways, right?
3: Yep. Oh, but he's not turning it down. Oh, no. no
4: but I'm saying, they, in terms of their NIL and stuff, maybe they're in a reset. Yeah,
3: but they're in a situation where they're, they have contracts and they sponsor and they get paid from colleges all across the country. To wear that swoosh yep. on their jersey, and it, if you're if you're recruiting someone over another program, that's that, that puts Nike in a tough spot.
0: Well, and you know, Phil Knight has essentially used his alma mater as a lab yep. for experiments with uh, with equipment, with uniforms, with everything else. Will he use it as a lab for NIL experimentation with what they can do with Oregon athletes? But again, you start doing that, there's going to be a lot of Nike. And Jordan brand schools that want that money as well.
3: So uh, I mentioned right before the break some NFL news that the NFL has announced they will play a regular season game in Munich next season. Um, they, they've announced it's going to uh, Munich will host the first ever regular season game in Germany in 2022. Um, the NFL will play four games in Germany from 2022 to 2025 as they continue to push through uh, and, and expand internationally and they're going to do that in Munich and then two in Frankfurt. So
4: Munich's a great, great city. I had a lovely visit there as a young man.
3: Anthony Munoz uh, sitting down with us. The legend. The Bengals to legend. Great. Welcome, great
4: welcome. To good sun? to see you. Yeah, there, there you go. You go. Great,
0: great to have you back on the show.
3: Well,
4: thanks for having in, me. Pull yourself in a little. Right.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me pull your uh, mic up here, too. Okay. So
3: there you go. the Thank Bengals you. are in the Super Bowl. How crazy wow. is that?
5: Crazy, really crazy. I tell you what, it is. uh, But it's great to see. Tell you what, uh, I've been to a lot of Super Bowl sites, and I I just every year I keep, man, need some orange and black. Need some orange and black. And wow, going back home to L.A. and we have lots of orange and black. So it's um, a lot of excitement. The city is going nuts. Uh, Great sports fans in Cincinnati, and uh, it's just great to see. I mean, I love. I'm proud of these guys, because I mean they've come together quickly. Uh, they love playing with each other. They, people ask me, how about lack of playoff experience? I said, with these guys, it doesn't matter. The confidence they have in themselves and with each other and how much they enjoy it's like. And then you gotta, you got to talk about their leader. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is just amazing, amazing, amazing. And then on defense, they, they got some players. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it's so much fun to finally have the Bengals at the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: well, when we heard you were coming on, I immediately thought, but this is your Super
5: Bowl, <laughs> right, with your
0: ties to Los Angeles <laughs> – uh, with with your team, Cincinnati, in the game also. This has got to be a really cool moment for you, uh, seeing all of this happening in this city.
5: It really is. I was on with Solomon Wilcox earlier, you know, former teammate, Super Bowl twenty three. He's from L.A., and it's like, you know, we grew up, you know, rooting for the Rams. I mean, you know, Deacon Jones and, you know, Tom Mack and, you know, Roman Gabriel and all those guys, and now it's like, nah, you know, that was... That lifetime was ago. That <laughs> was a, but, yeah, it really is special to come back to L.A., come, you know, the new stadium. I've yet to be in the new stadium. I had not been in it since it was, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah, 80-degree weather, get a we, chance to play a little golf.
4: <laughs> we visited with Willie Anderson twice recently uh, before the Hall of Fame vote. Uh, w- w- he's a finalist, obviously. We'll find out that class tomorrow night. Yep. And, uh, and then after the Bengals made the Super Bowl, talk, uh, talk about the excitement. Um, and he he was talking about uh, having been on the Pene Sewell side of, of the draft pick. Yep. I'm, I'm guessing you might have been on that side. He said he's a complete convert, obviously, with how good Jamar Chase has been. I'm wondering where what your thinking was in terms of the protection Burrow needed after tearing an ACL.
5: Uh, and, and with all the hits yep. he's taken this year, but with the Chase production that they've gotten. Great point there. So I was on the Penel train. I might... Now I've switched to the Slayton train. Yeah, watching that kid play for the Chargers, wow, amazing. But yeah, in uh, I mean Jamar Chase. I mean, how can you not be <laughs> on the Jamar <laughs> Chase train? The guy just is a game breaker. A game. I mean, it just what he's done this year is just amazing. But uh, you know, uh, these guys have their work cut out for them. I think the Rams have a, you know, a couple pretty good defensive linemen and. Uh, but no, they're good enough. They're in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I, I've i been telling people, you've been playing all year. Have confidence in what you're doing and do it. I mean, go out there and don't hesitate. And, and I'm sure the coaches will adjust, you know, protections and stuff to help guys out. But, uh, yeah, I, it was one of those things where I'm not totally, you know, gone from the, the old line train. Because, uh, you know, I think we still, after the season, after they... You know, after the parade in Cincinnati, then we address that, and uh, and it even even stronger. I thought that. So yeah, I think uh, you know, every year after, as you guys know, you there's not a you know position that you don't try to improve after the season. But hey, you got to go out and do it. You know, Um, all those guys, they they just got to play the game of their lifetime.
3: Willie Anderson, uh, Paul mentioned, a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, and you're the representative of the Bengals. You know, we yeah. think of Anthony Munoz, greatest uh, offensive lineman, and he's in the, he's enshrined with, you know, Cincinnati. Now Willie can be amongst that group potentially. I mean, that's that's special.
5: Well, the sad thing about it, I shouldn't be the only one in there. Willie, you got Kenny Anderson, you got Kenny Riley, Isaac Curtis, and that are legitimate to me because I've watched. I'm an old guy. I've watched a lot of football. And maybe I don't know football as well as I think I do. But Kenny Anderson retires, and he's number one, two in every category. Different game, one of the most accurate quarterbacks, played 16 years. Uh, I've yet to get an answer why he's not in. Um, Kenny Riley, top eight interceptors of all time. I think he's number five. He's the only one in the top eight that's not in. Uh, In Kenny Kenny Anderson's highlight film, number 85, Isaac Curtis in every touchdown pass, just about. And then Willie Anderson. So uh, hopefully I'll get a chance uh, in the next several years to, to not only be the only one.
4: Tony Bacelli uh, another offensive lineman in, in this class, who uh, has kind of waited out uh, Hutchinson, Mawai, right. Fanica. Um, I'm on the committee. Your name came up in discussions of Um uh, what, th- what do you think of him? Obviously, his, his, the, the whole case that against him, quote-unquote, is the short career, but obviously a phenomenal player but during that short career.
5: And then my argument would be there's other players that had the short career that are in. I yeah, Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis. And I mean, you can't I can't use Gale Sayers because Gale Sayers is Gale Sayers. But Terrell Davis, to me, watching Tony play and I was in broadcasting, one of the best that I watched technically um, nasty. Um, I mean, the way he used his hands. So, I mean, that's my humble opinion. And I'm a big And people say, well, you guys are USC guys. I said, no, he could have gone to Notre Dame and I'd have felt the same way. (laughs) But, no, I'm serious. I think he is worthy of, of being in. And I just, you know, when he was playing, his body of work, to me, he was one of the best to ever play.
0: Speaking of being a USC guy, Lincoln Riley was walking around yesterday. That's a power play for USC to bring him from Oklahoma. And it's a conference that needed a spark. Uh, and they're getting that now with Lincoln Riley. Are you excited about Lincoln Riley at
5: USC? You're telling me we needed a spark? <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah.
0: we need a well, fire. Not, and, and <laughs> we not not just, need a fire. And right? not just USC. The, <laughs> the, the Pac-12. Pac-12. No, needs I agree. A, yeah.
5: We need the Pac-12 to, to be up there. And, and the
0: Pac-12 needs USC to be up there.
5: I think college football needs USC to yes. be up there. Uh, you know, I, I talked to, and I'm, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, John Cooper, coached at, you know Ohio State for years, yep. Arizona State. I play in a golf tournament in Columbus, and it seems every year we have different guys at lunch at the lunch table, but John's always there. And he'll proceed to say, and he'll tell me, it's not just because you're sitting here, but he'll say, USC, the head coaching job is in the top two or three in the country. And he said, that's how prestigious it is. I was in Canton doing a, we have an NFL alumni hall of fame uh, academy. We train guys to hopefully you know, play in the NFL. And it was a Sunday. I did a watch party at the hall with Franco Harris, Bengals, Steelers. I get to the hotel. Grabbing a bite to eat, my phone rings. And it's Marcus Allen. I'm like, whoa. What's up, Marcus? He goes, hey, he goes, Do you know what just happened? I said, Yeah, we just hired a new head. He goes, No, 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 Moon. He says, Do you know what just happened? And he was like a kid, start rattling everything he's done, you know, offensive lineman, the running game, the quarterback. And I said, I was excited, but you've got me a little more excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we needed that. They I mean they went all I'm mean, all into it with Lincoln Riley. Uh, we were interviewed by a group, former players, about what we thought, what we thought needed to come back, and then you know who we thought maybe were some candidates. And I don't know if anybody. So this was before anything. the hire was made. Before you were hire. interviewed right. about what you wanted. Exactly. That was shooting too high,
4: Lincoln Riley. Well, I, I mean, mean you just
5: I didn't think it was possible. I thought, yeah, I thought, I'd never thought about it. He's under contract, I, mean, I didn't think these guys are, you know, Brian Kelly and all leaving. <laughs> well, so, they'll
0: leave whenever. <laughs> yeah, that's contracts I, mean I nothing I in college now, football. Yeah, I yeah. hear
5: that now, but. Uh, but still, even at that, I. But when they hired him, I'm thinking, this is what we needed. This was that spark. This was that. I'm thinking that was that fire we needed. And of course, as you all know, the you know the transfer portal is nuts. I mean, crazy. It's crazy, and the I you know NIL and all that stuff. So, I think uh, I, I like it. I'm excited. I think uh, I think it was huge.
3: We're out. You know, we're out in LA, and we're we drive by the campus and all that. And we're thinking to ourselves. How would you? Uh, how would you not go to school here if you had the opportunity? At least that's what I'm thinking. I can't imagine being a college kid in Los Angeles.
5: You know, I'm an old guy, but I've been out there for a long time. And if I, I tell people, I, if I had to do it over again, I'd go back there. I mean, to me, that was, you know, I watch Bengal games. And when they're not doing well, I, you know, I get upset. But my wife says, settle down when I'm watching the USC game. <laughs> settle down. Because I'm not that way unless I'm watching USC. Yeah, that's just, your school. Yeah. yeah you know, and the crazy thing about it is, Former players, we'll talk about, you know, Bengal Steel or Bengal, but it's always USC, Notre Dame, USC, UCLA, USC, Alabama. That's what it all boils down to. It's your college, and I, for whatever reason, that's what it's like. And uh, but no, I got to say that because uh, I've been one through the the, the lean years to the Pete Carroll, I've always always at games, and uh, you know, COVID of course put that kibosh. But I'm a guy that always supported, and I'll be there, and I'm excited about getting back to game. The
3: great Anthony Munoz with us on Outkick 360.
4: We
5: mentioned Sewell and Slater uh, as two
4: guys coming into the league. Uh, very good. I'm curious what you think about the overall offensive line talent being fed from colleges into the pros, the depth of it. Yeah. Because it seems to me like uh, you know college games having a huge effect on the pro game now, maybe more than ever, seeing ton of playmakers, seeing some quarterbacks who can, who can get, get good quick but some of these linemen aren't being asked to to protect for very long and not very complex schemes for them. Am I I on track I think you're
5: right on track. You know, to me, it's more the run and shoot, uh, you know, the fast break offense. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of great athletes at the offensive line, and I've had a couple of general managers that will go and name will ask me recently. said, we want your honest opinion. Tell me about the technical part of offensive line play these days. And it, it's a combi- I think it's a combination of the college, and I say it's not where it should be. And they, they will say, good, we agree. I'm glad that, you know, somebody else agrees. But it, it's the college. I mean, I think there's, they see the offensive linemen so athletic and stuff that most of the time is spent on X's and O's, oh, the strategy. How are we going to do that? How are we going to outthink it? And I think, you know, but you look at the teams that win national championships, win Super Bowls. They might throw the ball for four, or 5,000 yards, but what can they do? Their linemen put their hand on the ground, and they will knock you off the line of scrimmage to run the football. I don't care. Give me a team that hasn't been able to do that and win a national championship or a Super Bowl. And But so you still have to, So you know, it's like two-point, which I love the two-point, but you mix it up. I would two-point on a pass. I would two-point on a run, but you have to mix it up. But you have to be able to, In another thing, you know, third and one, Goal line running from a shotgun, that drives me nuts. I mean, there's, and, but it's a, it's a difference. The game's changing, and I, I understand that. But uh, so it, it uh, to get back to your point, I think it's an accumulation of, of a lot of things with the offensive line. Uh, there's no question they're bigger, they're stronger, but I still think, and maybe it's just the way I was trained 13 years. We had a half an hour walkthrough before every practice. Camp. Regular season, preseason, playoffs, and we'd go through our you know, plays, but it was always technique. Week 14, my 11th year, I was working on a stance before, the, before practice. See, that's one thing I, I hear more and
4: more consistently is that a lot of these new coaches, as good as they are, they'd like to have that time, but given limited time, they want team, team periods yeah. because of yeah. the intricacy Every, of the whole thing. a lot thing. of
3: restrictions now. With what they can do with their, we with talk their in team. college or pro, pro,
5: pro. They want a team yeah. period above yeah. all else. You know. Yeah. Well, you know what? How long are their practices? I don't know. Probably ninety minutes. Is that it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm no. I'm just. Yeah. yeah and,
4: and,
0: and, co- late, and college well, has limitations too now, which is a well. Because late what
5: in my a, NFL career, we would go two, two two and a half hours. With Forrest Gregg, we went an hour and forty-five. And we did efficient blitz pickup. We did one-on-one pass. We did nine-on-seven run. We got it all done. And we knew we were. If we had to repeat something, we'd do it. But we didn't run a hundred runs. We didn't. We had blitz pickup, game pickup. We did it all, in, indiv- in individual. We had ten, fifteen minutes. But we. Temp- we were in shape. I mean, we. That was part of our conditioning, and we didn't do a whole lot of running afterwards because it was all just it's kind of like your workouts are you a kind of do a set talk for an hour doing or are you a high intensity workout guy where you work out in 45 to an hour and you are bang 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 you're building strength but you're also building your cardio so yeah i you know and again it's changed I, i'm still close to the game because i do pre i go to camp um but yeah it's to me it's still about tackling blocking i mean it's still the, the basic
0: fundamentals What's your biggest concern for Cincinnati in this game? Is Uh, it the offensive line against the pass rush? It it has
5: to be. I mean, you have a guy like Aaron Donald and Von Miller and the other guys. I mean, yeah, that has to be that you get it done there, and you're going to. I believe you get it done there, and you're the world champions.
0: Are you picking the Bengals to make it happen? I am.
5: I, I really. I think I'm not. It's not all here. I think it's a combination of. I think they have a legitimate shot to win, and I think if they. I mean, I don't think they have to be Superman on the offense. They can just kind of keep it to a minimum. And, uh, and you mentioned the nine sacks in Nashville. i got to give Joe three, at least three of those, holding the ball. But still, five or six is a lot. And then Kansas City, I thought they were pretty good, and they held them. So this line, I think, has the ability to to play well. Uh, and here it is, biggest stage in your football career and your chance to, to bring, you know, have a, a nice parade at uh, Fountain Square in the Natty. So... But I, I am picking them. I, I I believe in these guys.
3: Paul's going with them.
5: Yeah, I think they're going to win. Yeah. I took the Rams. It's great. I think it's a great matchup.
3: I just want to see if he would get... <laughs> <laughs> I, no. So, no, I do um, With the way you watch the game, Anthony Munoz, our guest, is Donald not just the best defensive player? Is he the best player right now in the league? You hear that, and I, I'm like, well, I mean, I see the yeah. highlights, and yeah. I, I don't watch line play. Yeah. You know, I watch the football. It, it's... Again, is there anyone in his class?
5: No, I don't think his class. I mean, yeah, um, not that I've seen, and I watch a lot. So,
3: I mean, if that's the case, I.
5: It's just hard to not an say argument a quarterback,
3: though.
0: If yeah. you're talking well, about the most impactful, best player. Well,
5: you're talking impactful now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he's. But and what Hutton's asking is, is he the best player, and the most
5: impactful? Or diff- yeah, I mean. Uh, to me, that's a, different, yeah. that's a different. I'd say set quarterbacks aside, yeah. and it's hard for him yeah. like, to be at the well, top cause of the well, because the quarterback's the most important yeah. position mm-hmm. guy. But, yeah, I, that guy, I mean, and he's not your 330-pounder, 320-pounder. But let's put it this exactly. way. Is there
0: anyone in the league better at what they do in their position than Aaron Donald? Not now. So
5: he's the best player. <laughs> he, I think right? he just at, retired. at yeah. what he does. Best at what he does. But <laughs> well, you hear
3: great say you that right? about him. I said he just retired. Yeah.
5: Oh. <laughs> at least never say never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while. We yeah. don't
0: know how he's going to feel six months from now, as he yeah. told us. That's
5: well, right. I kind of want him to – because Gronk just mentioned he, there's only one quarterback he wants to play for. You heard who that was. Oh, yeah. Joe B. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I can dream. But, no, it's – um. <laughs> Yeah, I think he, I'd have to probably say from everyone I've watched he's the best football player. I mean, the guy just what he does, split double teams, the speed, you put him out on the edge, you put him inside. I mean, it's just you got two guys, I mean, two guards trying to block him and he just pff, splits them. It's I impressive. Mean, yeah, it's very impressive. Anthony
3: Munoz has been our guest uh, here on Radio Row. Always a pleasure to have you. Any chance we, we, we have the opportunity, we absolutely
5: want you on the show. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate Always great. You Thanks so much. Do. Enjoy it. Hope, hope, uh, we'll hope do. it comes out your door. will do. It, uh, first game that I'll attend in a long time. I've been in a lot of Super Bowl sites, but uh, usually don't go to the game, go home, put my sweats on, watch, but this one, I'll be there. Enjoy Maybe. it. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Have a great week.
3: Anthony Munoz, our guest, as we roll on. From Radio Row, this is Outkick 360. Our next guest um, is on the best set out on Radio Row. Outkick 360 rolls on. the it's a Fanduul, great, great introduction, actually. The FanDuel set wow. is getting it done. At Super Bowl 56, Radio Row. It's the
0: envy of everyone. It really is. It it is. They have beads. They really <laughs> yeah.
3: Megan Payton is our guest of Sports Grid, and uh, she's all over the place uh, here on Radio Row. She sits down with us now. Great to have you on the show.
6: I know. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. It's its my first year at Radio Row here with Sports Grid. It's just crazy. I mean, I feel like today's the day where just everyone's running around. You guys, I've been watching you bringing on different guests each, each hour, so I appreciate you having me on today. Did
3: you hear our discussion earlier this week? about your dad
6: no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it good or bad
3: it was it was good we were just been discussing the saints i, yeah, the, I mean
6: it's crazy um, you know dennis allen now getting hired there so yeah. i think you know he's such a good guy and obviously a great coach i do think that that's going to be a pretty smooth transition for for the team and he's obviously established so much with the saints and he's had such a big impact on the system that's in place right now we
0: uh so we had demario davis oh, yeah, uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. we will be talking to him later but having a discussion with him about your dad there. A lot of great things to say oh. about him being a uh, player's coach. Would you describe the, the parenting as a player's coach approach as well to uh, you, to raising a daughter?
6: That's it's an interesting question. I think more so than, like, a player's coach, one thing that I think a lot of people are going to start getting to see from my dad is the fun, lighthearted side, like, He's really funny, and I don't think a lot of people would know that because he's so serious on the sideline. And so, you know, me might come off aggressive or angry. But, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be cool for him to kind of take this step back and also get to just relax and for other people to see the fun side. But I do think that there's some, obviously, aspects of him coaching a player that translates into, you know, raising a kid.
0: Is that why Kevin James was cast to play him? Because he's so funny? You
4: had
6: yeah. to go comedian? Yeah, you, did. And does he you had to go comedian to
0: play him? he let him? himself go? In the offseason,
4: in yeah. a way that we don't see on camera in terms of his weight?
6: <laughs> you know, you'll have to ask him that one, but I will say my father and I are the same person when it comes to food. We love milkshakes, we love bread, and we're about a late night snack. So, you know, my mom and my brother, on the other hand, can, like, eat a salad and be fine. We're, we're not that way. Um, but no, Kevin James was a fantastic, I think, choice for this movie because. He's hilarious, obviously. And also, he can do the drama. He can do the emotion that, you know, a lot of people can't do both and i think it was really cool that he was able to do both they they had a fun time and it's
0: does he know the football also yeah he seems yeah, he like he a guy who's football. a legit football fan yeah
6: he's he's you know what he's actually a jets fan Yep. and so we gave him a, i think they were giving him a little bit of crap for that but you know <laughs> the jets are obviously struggling so yes. it's i think he's going to be an honorary saints fan now i hope so at least but he was a lot of fun
3: Megan Payton, our guest. Uh, so tell us about Sports Grid and, and what you're up to on Radio Row.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So I um, actually just recently joined SportsGrid. Uh, you know, they are doing a ton of different shows here at Radio Row. They've got uh, a couple of shows over on the FanDuel set, the early line in the morning after, then you know we've got some shows over at SiriusXM and I'm right now uh, really helping out with their social media so just kind of running around here talking to different guys players uh, some fan reactions we went to SoFi yesterday and did like you know got to see it's a really cool stadium by the way it's it's
0: incredible
3: Paul's been in and and seen a game there I haven't uh, we've only seen the stadium we we drove around
0: it and it was incredible just driving around the perimeter of that place huge yeah It's it's amazing and so this is your first Radio Row experience
6: this is my first Radio Row experience. I mean, maybe when I was a kid back in the day I went, but uh, no, this is especially my first Radio Row experience working it, so it's a hustle, It's and it's really fun. And
0: keep in mind, this is half capacity. What you're yeah, seeing
6: is, here, yeah, to most years,
0: it's double this size.
6: I can't imagine. Yeah. In
4: New York, we were wall-to-wall. I had a guy fall on me. It turned into a big incident. Nobody's falling on me here. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah,
6: you got. Some, everyone's got their own space, but to me, this is, this is a lot of people, so I can only imagine when it's full capacity. Hey, tell us
0: how you would have handled this situation. So, All we're right. in New York and it's very tight and there's a guy who's trying to get around our table and <laughs> granted on accident right he didn't mean by to fall accident, on top of by, us uh, speaking English. yeah by accident mm-hmm. he falls down next to Paul okay uh, and is struggling to get up not off next the to ground
6: onto me oh yeah. onto you okay. so not close. next we're, he's, he's yeah. like touching you
4: we're on the
0: show and, and Paul is uh, yelling at the guy to, to get up <laughs> get up let's go let's go You know, it yelling is. at him would you have handled it the same way
6: no she's nice you know and southern I will say was injury at stake? Maybe. No. Uh, maybe injury for this guy. Yeah. I mean the guy. <laughs> well,
0: my I think work the, was being injured. The guy was injured. Were we even on air at the time? This happened. Yes, we were coming back from break.
6: Yeah, yeah. you and know.
3: I think you. So distra- you said it into the mic. We were coming back from break, and there was like a, a pop up banner next to behind Paul, me, and then like the this, guy fell into it. that, and the pop up banner <laughs> fell down. <laughs> on And me. I was trying to. It was. Really, I, it
0: was really something.
6: Was he apologetic? Oh, not, I fast, not fast enough. See, I get that then. I, I get mad at him, too. You've got to, Your initial reaction has to be, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe I did that. I'm sorry. i so okay? sorry. I owe Megan, you he drink. was very
0: apologetic. <laughs> okay, he was, so he we're was saying, oh, guys, I'm sorry. Sides. I'm hey. sorry. And he was kind of nervous while he's on he the ground. He didn't have time to apologize. <laughs> he also had
6: nothing <laughs> He like, was upset before the apology. <laughs> but happened. also, you
0: know, there's no room. So imagine falling and the only way he could have grab something to lift himself. It was probably to grab Paul to lift himself. <laughs> so well, he, he was
6: kind of looking for, for something worse! to get <laughs> up. Yeah, yes. you know, uh, so I'm,
4: so I'm offering no apologies for my reaction to a guy falling out
0: there. He may be here <laughs> get today. Get the hell off of
6: me. Yeah, where is he? We he need like, to yeah, reunite with over. this guy. <laughs> Second chance. <laughs> he's
0: he's, probably, he's probably ogling the FanDuel set right now <laughs> yeah. is what he's doing. Yeah, the he's the taking pictures of it. I think
4: when you guys are done over there, people are going to want pieces of that beaded curtain.
6: I know. Strands. The beaded curtain in the back is so, I mean – it's a. Real, I got to go on the morning after earlier yesterday, and it, and it was cool sitting up there. I mean, just it's just fun being here. It's like so a Mardi Gras feel. It that is. It Kurt. is Mardi Gras season. So,
0: what do you think of Pat McAfee's tank top that you know, he wears the, during pl- every he's show? He's got to. <laughs> he
6: has to. It's he's. You know, I love the I standing. You know, I love the, I love the, the standing. He stands up. Kind of like yeah. I, over. Every time I go
0: by, I kind of just giggle at the standing <laughs> while everyone else is sitting during the show.
6: He's great, and I, I you know I haven't met him yet, but you know I love watching him and. He's hilarious, and you know I love it when someone has like a staple. He's the tank top guy that's yep. going to stand up and lean over and yell, and it's it just works. like Paul's the guy who yells at people and, to and follow and Paul's him. Yeah. Gonna, Paul's you got to have something. Allow Paul. McAfee, I'm
4: old enough that I covered McAfee, and to me, he's a guy that drunkenly fell into the canal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that,
6: did he apologize? <laughs>
0: yeah. I think to a judge. Yeah. <laughs> did a did a cop tell him to get up quicker than he yeah. was getting up? Hey, yeah. Let's get out of that canal. I, I think he did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Megan Payton has been our guest. Final 30 seconds. Whenever we're back in Nashville, we're doing the show. Should we allude to the fact that Sean Payton will be in the booth or in a studio next year?
6: Uh, which I, don't, I have no idea which one, if any, but what uh, – you know what? I'm going to
0: – What would I'm, your guest be?
6: I have no idea. I think whatever's available. What so do you think ava- he would, what do you think think they're they're would be better, better at? Just your be opinion, what would he at, be better
0: at? Studio or booth?
6: I think he could do both. I think it would be fun to see him do – booth because it's you know i like the like kind of prediction of the game and like the tony romo style i think he'd be really good at that but i also think studio would be a lot of fun for him because he'd have you know more maybe freedom to talk about like talk a little bit longer and also you're staying kind of in one location not traveling as much i think he'd be good at both i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put my word on it because i don't want to be wrong and then he goes the other way or goes no way so i'm saying both Thanks for doing Maybe this. Maybe you should join, join you guys or join Sports uh, Grid. And that's, let's go. Let's just let's do that. Go. Thank you. Uh, Megan, Thank good you to be here. you so much. Thanks. I appreciate nice it. Megan
3: Payton has been our guest coming up. Jake Plummer, Marlon Humphrey, and much more as we broadcast live from Radio Row in Los Angeles Super Bowl 56 coverage with Outkick 360.